Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude, Nani, Johnny Nani, and we are here recapping an 8-2 victory over the Kansas City Royals. We're a day late, but hey, it's all good. It's all good. It's a win, and we're recapping it. Before we get into this episode, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at Ontap Sportsnet, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure you're dropping a five star rating and review because that is cool and tough. Nani, Socks are on a roll, dude. Absolute roll. How was the weekend for you, man? And, uh, you know, let's just get into this. Yeah, Buzz, uh, weekend was good because the White Sox won every day starting Thursday all the way through Sunday. And then they had a nice off day to chill and enjoy it today. I like Labor Day, Buzz. Um, it's a very nice chill holiday to kind of close out the summer. Like, you know, we call it the unofficial end of summer, even though it doesn't really end until a couple of weeks into September. But, you know, that's just how it goes with the way the seasons turn. But uh, it was nice to be able to not have to stew over something and just be able to enjoy. Um, like I said, four, four White Sox winners uh, from this past weekend and, uh, you know, just kind of chill out and uh, take care of some things around the house uh, while you're in a good mood doing it. So, yeah, it's been good. How about you, man? Oh, you know, dude, it was a great weekend. Uh, a nice re- refresher, you know what I mean? Because, you know, three-day weekend. I, I know I just kind of came back to work last week after having our, our second child, Ruby. Um, you know, I went to work last week. I was only working half days just so I could be home and, and try to help my wife as much as possible. But, man, Labor Day weekend is just always so nice. You just... It's so chill. The weather was awesome the whole time. It's been great, man. I had a great dinner tonight. And now we're talking White Sox baseball. And, and Nani, it, it's a different trend than last year's talking White Sox baseball. We're kicking some ass and we're taking some names. We're winning. And it's it's been it's been awesome. We dropped one game, brother, one game to KC this year. Yeah, that's huge. And we talk about, um, you know, the importance of it in the past from the very beginning of Sox on Tap. We talk about the importance of beating the teams you're supposed to beat. And obviously, Kansas City Royals sitting in last place uh, in the American League Central, an inferior opponent that they should take care of. It's very nice. Like you had said, one loss all season. Um to them and they fared very well against the Tigers and the Pirates who they've got coming up here too. Um, but Buzz, let's talk a little bit about how they got it done on Sunday because it was nice. We were able to get a uh, episode out after every game this weekend, uh, which sometimes on the weekend it, it people's schedules get hectic and then we'll have to lo- you know, and there's a quick turnaround time between Saturday and Sunday. We'll have to lump those two together. So if that would have been the case, we would have brought you a Sunday fun day episode yesterday, but we're bringing you a Labor Day Monday fun day episode. If that's a thing, I don't know if it is, but either way, Labor Day special. Um, I think we're going to call it sweetness. That's what I'm going to call it because it was a four-game sweep. Um, and the White Sox put up a nice crooked number, eighth spot in the run column um, in this one, Buzz. Um, any initial thoughts, uh, observations from this one? Um, I picked a click. It was Dallas Keuchel. And Nani, how fantastic was he? Hey, Buzz, until the backstabbers came in on him, I mean, he, he was that's like one of the best he's looked all year. Absolutely cruising, Nani. He was absolutely cruising. Low pitch count, brother. Low pitch count, too. That's huge. That's what sucked when he, like, I mean, obviously, I was having a heart attack when he left the game, you know? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, please, we can't afford any more of this. The world's crashing down around you. (laughs) Right. But, I mean, and like you said, this was his best start of the year, hands down. Like, he, he was just performing so well. Um, that was my, like, honestly, it was one of my biggest takeaways from the game is just because he was 
just so good, Johnny. Like mm-hmm. through the whole thing, he was just fantastic. So, you know, I, I really enjoyed watching him. And another thing I did enjoy watching: Sox only hit one home run in that game, and I believe that was a three-run blast. Um, so they got for, their money's worth, <laughs> right? For for Edwin, but the the Sox are showing you. You know, what was a big question mark when we were recording together last last week was mm-hmm. like, can this team score without hitting bombs? Well, yep. look what they did. Look what they did. You know, they, they were scoring without hitting bombs, Johnny. And and that's that's cool and tough, man. They're showing you they could do it any which way. Yeah, absolutely, Buzz. That's a very good point, uh, drawing back on our previous conversations on this topic. Um, and they manufactured two in the series, Buzz, because Friday night, I believe you broke down with Steve. That was a game in which there was no long ball hit at all. Obviously, you had a pedo double to the gap in that one, but right. there's no long ball at all. Um, they have one in this series finale on Sunday, and it was a bomb. Let me tell you, the Parrot was out for a ride. Uh, the Parrot was happy to be pipping uh, the Edwin home run. I think he destroyed whatever bar they have in left field. They're probably going to need some glass repairs or something out there. He absolutely smoked it. So, um, you know, that came later uh, in the game, I believe. Um in this one, because uh, early on, it was still fairly uh, low scoring affair uh, until a little over halfway through this game because the White Sox put up one in the third. And that was a manufactured one. Um, another, you know, kind of initial thought here if we're going for that for me. Um, Yomer Sanchez, pair of doubles, man, as much as everybody likes to rip on. Oh, he can't hit. And, you know, oh, yeah, the defense is never a question. He was a gold glove winner at second base last year. He's filled in with Moncada having some, uh, you know, fatigue. Uh, still left over from uh, having COVID before uh, summer camp, but uh, Yomer Sanchez coming in and uh, two two uh, leadoff doubles uh, to start innings in this one, and that kind of uh, obviously got the White Sox going and got him on the board first here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I have to say, with the whole Yomer Sanchez thing, Johnny, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat crow, bud. Okay, because I know he's only played a couple games since he's been back here. He's only appeared a few times, but I was uh, I think I was a little bit too harsh. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that was because of what the past was or whatever. But, yeah, Nani, and about Yolmer Sanchez, he got on base like five times, um, almost five times. Because he uh, it would have been five times if he didn't uh, take a strike. It wasn't a strikeout. I don't know what the hell happened there. I can't remember. But regardless, two doubles for him. He was he was getting on base, played well over at third base. I can't complain, and I feel bad for hating on him uh, a little bit too much. I think that was uh, – just some of some of the past haunting me, which I'm trying to let that go as we move in to the optimistic future of the Sox team. Yeah, so this might be a little early, but I'll bring it out anyway since we're on the topic of Yulmer Sanchez here. I forget who tweeted it. I, I it just showed up in my timeline. I, it was as I was scrolling through, and I, I was uh, en route somewhere. But um, someone had said, and if if someone re- remembers where this tweet came from, or you were the one that were, please reply to me, and I'll, I'll give you credit for it uh, when we tweet this episode out. But someone said Yulmer Sanchez can only exist within the White Sox. Um, because you know he'd gone to he'd, he'd gone to San Francisco, and obviously that didn't work out even for a team that's uh, it probably could have used him. Um, and then he, he comes back here, and you know obviously uh, this game being his best one back yet. Uh, so I just thought that was pretty funny. A tinfoil hat time. Yeah, Yolmer Sanchez can only exist in Chicago. I think he's comfortable though. He likes it. Uh, he played you know a long time here. Um, he was kind of the emotional uh, you know kept kept morale high, I guess, uh, while the team was going through a really rough patch. Um, and with the rebuild and all that, but he still brought it every day. So uh, good, good to see him, um, you know, produce a little bit uh, in this lineup. So um, that, that was just one uh, takeaway that I had here. Another one, uh, Nomar Mazzara. Hey, I don't want to say uh, that he is heating up because I don't want to jinx it, but he is looking like he's progressing and seeing the ball a little bit better. Buzz two hits in this affair. I'm really glad you brought that up. So 
another guy where I, I pose to be negative um, all the time is Noah Mazzara. And the time that he starts putting the bat on the ball, you know, he's been, he's been better lately, Nani. He's raised that average to 250, okay, because he was not doing so hot. Um, of course, this is the game, Nani. I bet $10 on a plus 600 that he's going, he's going long. And and that one, it, I think that was like what was at the second inning, Johnny. If I'm not mistaken, it was the second. I I thought he got a hold of one, Johnny. Jumped up out of my chair. I'm like, oh my god, let the I'm gonna make it rain. I'm about you know it's gonna be awesome. Of course it didn't. So I, I yelled at him um, in my own house. I mean, obviously he didn't hear me, you know. But I, I yelled at him. And then when he hit that double, I also yelled at him. I said, Fuck you, Nomar, thanks, but thank you for being. I guess you know you did a good job. But no, he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, he's looking better. I wouldn't say fantastic, but he's been uh, uh, an upgrade over where he was. I think it's just the approach that looks better, too. And obviously the results will come as the approach is better and the process is better, Buzz. So I think that's what you're seeing, and it's finally paying off a little bit for him. So that would be huge to, you know, it's been a tough first half of the year. No doubt you you cannot um, disregard the the numbers from the first half of the season, a little more than the first half of the season, when it was basically nothing. You you were essentially getting nothing with him. Um, It was almost a blank spot in the lineup when he was in there. And that's why you saw Adam Engel's usage probably increase a little bit more than we uh, would have predicted um, looking at this team going into it. So um, just nice to see that kind of trending in the right direction. And Hey, sometimes you got to play a bad team and do it against them uh, to really get the eyesight. Right. Um, I think that I really do think that uh, makes a difference here. So um, talk about another guy though. Like I said, I'm not going to say that no more is hot right now. Um, but a guy that is hot right now and is another one that had a little bit of a um, underwhelming first half for expectations is Yasmani Grandal. Um, he goes uh, two for four uh, in this one, scores two runs, uh, drives into as well, and he also drew a walk, which is you know just standard for him. I feel like that's almost every game he's drawn a walk. But um, mm-hmm. hey, with, with the bomb that he had and the swagger bad trap from the right side on Saturday night, between that and some of these performances that he strung together over the last few games, uh, really is getting my uh, you know Yasman side of me excited, Buzz. Yeah, and and you know I I will give credit where credits due here. You've been huge in the years since we've we acquired him you were happy with that signing um I, as as was i i thought that you know nani i guess i, I don't want to say i overhyped him in, in my mind because i think that would be ignorant because i think what he's giving us right now is actually really good um but i do want to put out point out a tweet here from uh co socks metrics and he and he released this i believe it was yesterday because today's the seventh right yeah so he released this yesterday on september 6th Yasmani Grandal, 2020, slash line of 257, 376, 440. Um, he's got a 128 uh, WRC+. He's uh, got three defensive run saves. He's tied for fifth in the MLB in that. 1.7 called strikes out above average. The White Sox have gotten what they paid uh, what they paid for, a 1.7 yep. CDA also, which is catcher, uh, catcher defensive adjustment. He's eighth in the MLB in that. So the, the Sox have gotten what they paid for, Nani, and that's a very effective player. And I think, I don't know why, I kind of like was looking at, you know, I thought his OBP would maybe be a little bit higher. It's 376. That's pretty fucking high. I don't know what I was hyping him up as in my mind, but he's so been I, a, a very good. I, 
I may have an answer for you, Buzz. Um, the year before he came to the White Sox, his year with Milwaukee, he hit the most home runs of his career there. So I think people were expecting a little bit more of a power surge from the beginning. Um, and I think that, you know, it was kind of fair uh, to, to, you know, think that that was going to continue with him being in like prime years here. Um but it just wasn't the case uh, early on for whatever that may be, quick ramp up time. Um, you know, just like I said, not seeing it uh, as well. Um, but as he's, you know, gotten uh, more comfortable here and uh, you're seeing the results. And obviously it's amazing because then now you can move him up to a two spot here um, behind Tim Anderson, who's, uh, you know, up in the MVP discussion. Um, so, it, I mean, it, it's just makes for dangerous, dangerous top of the lineup. And the fact that you can play him at catcher, obviously, is primary position. You play him at first base if you want to DH Jose Abreu. And, uh, um, you know, you can DH him as well if you just want to keep that bat in the lineup. And he's a switch hitter, so uh, it seems to match up well against whoever he's with uh, in any scenario. So uh, kind of even though he is a core player, he's still a Swiss Army knife of sorts. So um, I love Yaz. Uh, I've said it multiple times on this show, uh, but I got a jersey coming in. Me and Kinsler, we both got Yaz jerseys coming in. As soon as we get those, I'll uh, be sure to take a picture uh, and say that, yes, it is finally here. Uh, but, yeah, when that comes in, I can't wait for it. So um, other than that, from this game, obviously the long fly uh, from uh, Edwin Encarnacion, absolute bomb, crushed it to left field. Um, beyond that, uh, let's move over the pitching a little bit. You had met to talk about Dallas Keuchel. I think that was a good summary, like we'd mentioned. Uh, he did exit as he was taking warm-up pitches uh, before the sixth inning. Uh, he just looked stiff as he was throwing, and sure enough, it was lower back stiffness that they removed him from day-to-day as of right now. So um, follow the Sox on Tap Twitter account. Um, for further updates on that, we'll retweet him, uh, get a news article out whenever uh, any update becomes available on that. But that's the status right now. Um, after that, though, uh, White Sox go to Jimmy Cordero. Uh, he goes one inning, three hits, uh, one run. Uh, it was earned uh, two strikeouts. Um, Steve Ciszek comes in, and the Ciszek struggles continue because when he came in, I believe he promptly uh, allowed the only two runs of the game. Uh, obviously, one of the runs was uh, attributed to Cordero, but he uh, – Let up the home run. So that's where the one run for him comes in there. But then uh, Marshall and McRae, Alex McRae, our first look at him uh, on the back end, clean ninth inning, two strikeouts for him. So that's nice to see. Um, And that was it. That was a ball game, man. Yeah. You know, it it, Cordero, he's being overused. I just want to throw that out there right now. I feel like every day I'm seeing him, Johnny. Uh, Every day I'm seeing him. Um, I'm a little worried about that. But and then the Steve Ciszek thing. Ah, God, color me shocked on how he's been. Uh, I thought that was a really good signing, and it still has a. I mean, not really, does it? I don't really know if I could say it still has the potential he, to be. It, he's gonna he's gonna have to work cleanly against bad teams like this, and maybe he gets another opportunity against the Pirates coming up here, Buzz. Um, but it, it's hard to justify putting him in in any sort of leverage spot down the stretch when every single game matters and you're fighting for first place and playoff seating and all that. So, yeah, it sucks, but um, they're probably not the one we expected to take lumps on uh, from a signing standpoint there, but that's just the reality of the situation. So it, it's nice that we've had guys, obviously, I know they didn't pitch yesterday, but Matt Foster and Cody Hoyer, uh, kind of dark horse candidates uh, that are helping supplement that, uh, especially with an injury to Aaron Bummer that will likely put him out for the season. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know, it's – it's just weird. I, I mean, I feel like Joe Madden killed him. I know we've mentioned that on the show before. It's just weird. If he looks like a different pitcher, I went back and watched film from last year compared to this year, and it's, it looks like two different guys. But other than that, the game was pretty clean. It only thing that sucked is Timmy had an error. Um, you know, he, he missed one coming up the middle there. Uh, 
but other than that, man, it was a great game. And, you know, I, I really don't have much else to touch on. Sox just came out, whipped ass, did what they needed to do, and took a dub. Yeah, even though this was a sweep, and I know we've only lost to him once this year, every time it seems to be there is a little bit of fight back, a little bit of drama with the Royals, whereas, like, obviously we saw uh, White Sox able to absolutely just bury both the Pirates in both games that they played uh, last week, the Giolito no-hitter, and then you get an offensive uh, outburst in game two of that series. So um, it, it's it always just seems to be close with the Royals, just even even though they are, you know, the bottom dwellers of the division. So um, happy to be done with them for a little bit. Um, and it's time to move on to the big boy part of the schedule after uh, another, you know, uh, two games against Pittsburgh here. Uh, still got to take care of them, though. So I think that's a good way uh, transition here into uh, the next game that will be uh, on the schedule and that it will be on Tuesday, um, September 8th. Uh, 6.05 p.m. Central Time start out in Pittsburgh. Uh, it will be Dylan Cease for the White Sox versus Joe Musgrove for the Pirates. Cease, 5-2, 329 ERA, 28 strikeouts, over 41 innings so far in the 2020 season. Five innings pitch, four hits, three earned runs, two walks, one strikeout on Thursday versus Kansas City, which is his last start. Uh, Joe Musgrove, on the other hand, uh, had come back from the injured list uh, last Wednesday, uh, and he threw three innings, three hits, uh, and two earned runs, zero walks, four strikeouts. That was against the Cubs that last Wednesday. Overall on the season, because uh, he had a little stint before he had hit the injured list. Uh, overall, though, on the season, 0-4, 6-6-2 ERA, 21 strikeouts, and 17.2 innings pitched here. So, uh, Buzz, just uh, what, what are we expecting uh, from Game 1 against the Pirates? Well, Joe Musgrove is a better pitcher than his record shows and his ERA shows. Um, I think we both know that. Um, he's coming off the 10-day IL. Um, basically, our the guy who's seen him the most on this team is Nomar Mazzara. And Nomar Mazzara is batting 357 and 14 at-bats off of Joe Musgrove with two home runs and five ribbies. That's pretty cool and tough. So hopefully he could build on that. Um, you know, obviously, man, Pittsburgh isn't that great. They're, I mean, they're 12 and 26. They're in the worst division in baseball. It's a shot at the Cubs, too. Um, you know, I'm sick of hearing about how, you know, oh, we're in first place. Yeah, well, if we all played turds, we'd all be in first place, too. But <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Especially when the White Sox are doing it against arguably the toughest division. Exactly. You're exactly right. I'm just, and that was some shots because there's oh, some yeah. Twitter uh, shit yeah. going on today. You know how it goes. The White you know Sox podcast, Buzz. Don't feel bad about throwing shots. I, I know, I know. I just, I usually when me and you like to have fun a lot when we do them together, and I we're usually we we have fun, but we're serious about it too. We like to talk about the numbers, but my God, I had a couple guys today in my mentions, Nani, and it was just pissing me off so bad, dude. Like, it, I mean, it, it takes a lot to legit piss me off on Twitter, but like they were just re- relentlessly coming at us, and I'm like, dude, I I just can't take this anymore. I'm like, have you really seen that fucking division? Seriously. That NL Central's trash, but again, that that does relate here because we're playing a trashy NL Central team. Um, so yeah, I mean, if Musgrove doesn't have his good stuff, Johnny, I think the Sox are going to jump on him uh, early. Um, you know, he went into the fourth inning in the last game, like you said. Um, he did uh, strike out four and th- and throwing uh, thirty six of his forty six pitches for strikes. So that's big. That's big. You know, him coming back off of IL, he's starting to, you know, get. Uh, get his groove back but again i'm not scared of anybody on their offense not one person uh johnny on their offense has seen dylan cease so um let's hope that you know how we when we would always say on socks on tap last year's oh this guy's new 
you know, we're going to hop on him and destroy him, and then he would, like, shut us out. Let's hope that we, Dylan Seas, can do that to the Pirates tomorrow and just and fuck them up. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I'm with you, Buzz. Um, I feel like this is a type of game where, you know, he's throwing strikes and whatever. Uh, who else likes to hit uh, strikes and jump on first pitches more than Tim Anderson? So I could see this one being a jump start from, like, the first pitch here um, from Tim Anderson. He's, you know, one for one and is alone at bat against Musgrove. Um so I, I could see that happening um, as for pick the click in this one. Um, you know, I see the numbers there for Mazzara um, could be p- potential. Are you going to do there. it? I, ho- I, I want I, you to do it. I, yeah, you know, I think I will then. Uh, Buzz, I will play the numbers here. Like you had mentioned his stats against Musgrove before and uh, just seeing the ball better. And you do it against another weak team here. You played a weak team over the weekend in the Royals. You're playing a weak team during the week against the Pirates. Um, keep that going. I uh, keep seeing the ball well. So I'll go for Mazzara. I don't know if I'm going to be bold. I, I'm not going to be bold and say he's going to hit his first home run. But um, I, I, go, I go two hits for Mazzara. I, I, I could see that. He's shown us that he can do that in, in this previous game that we just recapped. So, um, yeah, I, I'll go with Mazzara. Yeah, I don't know about you. What are you You've been go with? very good this year with your pick to clicks. I think, like, if I wish kind of, I know we said we weren't going to keep track because we're lazy and we don't feel like it, but like, if we did, I'm sure you'd be up there. Um, so I have to say, I am putting down $10 again tomorrow that Nomar is going to hit a home run because motherfucking Nani took him as the pick to click. And I think you are the first person to take Nomar Mazzara besides me. If I'm not wrong, on the side on tap picks the clicks. I, I'm pretty sure you and I, we have done and I've done it multiple times, and you've done it a couple times, too. But I think yeah. you and me are the only ones. Steve doesn't touch that with the 10-foot pole, and I think Tony is usually, um, if he goes off-brand, it's usually um, Mendick or uh, Angle if he's in. Okay, yeah, so I'm, you know what, Johnny, I'm going to go, um, hmm. I'm going to go Abreu, because I haven't picked him in a long time. And in two at-bats against Musgrove, Abreu, it, it, it's a bunch of goose eggs there. So I think he's going to change that today because we're looking at the AL MVP. I think he's going to change that tomorrow, Johnny. I think he's going to have a really good game. Whether it's a home run or not, he's going to get a couple ribbies. He's going to get a couple hits. So I'm going to yep. go Abreu tomorrow. Absolutely. I like it. I think it's a pretty safe bet. Someone, I think someone in our mentions had said uh, how long before Abreu or Robert or whoever um, becomes, you know, untouchable where you can't do it because it's too given. Uh, well, guess what? We're not going to place restrictions on ourselves because there are only uh, 10 spots that you can pick from because we do allow pitchers um, in our version of pick to click. So um, we're not going to limit anyone yet. Uh, maybe when Luis Robert is anointed a God officially in a couple of years, that might be off limits, but um, we shall see. But as for right now, everyone's game so i like that pick buzz abreu um that's all i got like i'd mentioned this is a 605 p.m central time start since they are out east so um tune in a little earlier than your normal one about an hour before time slot and uh follow along with us on twitter at socks on tap because we always like having fun uh with our listeners uh during the game interacting and whatnot so uh that's that's all i have for this one buzz um do we have shout outs though i don't know if you have a shout out i don't think i do have one today though um Gosh, you know what? I'm gonna shout out. Um, I'm gonna shout out Pete Hand today, and, and that's just because Pete's a really smart baseball mind. And uh, you know, I, we haven't got to see him in a while, obviously due to COVID. But he's always been a big supporter of Sox on Tap and well, what we do over at On Tap Sportsnet. So I'm gonna shout out Pete today. Just uh, you know, hope he's doing well. I hope everything's going good for him during these times, and hope he's enjoying some Sox victories. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Um, I don't have one, but maybe I will uh, for um, these next couple of games. I will uh, go and dig further. So I have one, but um, that about does it. That's it for the show, Buzz. Um, Sweepness. 
That's what it was called. So uh, you want to close this out? God, sweepness. I want that as a, I want that as a T. I'm tattooing <laughs> that fucking T-shirt. I'm tattooing sweepness on me. That's dope. Oh, my God. I need a headband. I'll toot my own horn, but the episode names have been pretty good. They have season. been pretty fire, Johnny. They have, they have been pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of what you've been accomplishing with that. They've been fucking fantastic. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Nice but everybody... it, can play, it can play into the theme of what's going on, like the general, you know, uh, how, how things are going at the time. And, uh, you know, play a little play on words uh, on what they did. We've done how sweep it is. I use that for the uh, article recap that we had today. By the way, uh, you can go and uh, our guy Josh Barlog over at Ontap Sports that does a great job recapping all these games. But um, it was a little busy from the editing front uh, this weekend. So, I put it all together in one, called, titled it How Sweep It Is, which, yes, it was a little bit of reused from a previous sweep in the season that we called an episode, but that was okay for the article, so I'm going to call this one Sweetness, especially with football coming back. We got the Bears back uh, next Sunday, too, so I got sweetness on the mind. I love Walter Payton, so uh, that's where that kind of came from. But, yeah, that's about it, uh, the little tangent at the end about Socks on Tap episode names. So um, that's it, though. I'm done blowing my hot air buzz. Why don't you uh, read us out here? Oh man, I just, I'm sorry. One more, just one more prop to you for, for, for sweetness, but everybody be sure you're going to on tap for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at socks on tap at on tap Sportsnet, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So please drop a five-star rating and review. Cause that's cool and tough. We'll be back tomorrow night to review the, uh, socks against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Six Oh five start. Like Donnie said, so let's get that done. White socks forever. White Sox for Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him at josh at midwestvintagecards.com to get your quote today.